this whole Love You Madly series that we're going to get into, let's, let's, let's kind of ease into it, okay? Let's wade into it as you do in the pool before you've gotten into it for the first time. Um, do people actually do that? I hate doing that. I have to just jump in because it's so cold. Like, if I just go into it easy, like, by the time I get to about my thighs, I'm like, <laughs> and so I have to just jump in. Otherwise, I'm, I'm a sissy, and I'll wuss out, and I won't go in. So, um, but we're going to wait in tonight into the, into the series. We're going to wait into the topic. So, for the past eight weeks, you guys have heard a lot of the same thing coming from me, uh, from our series, from the teachings. It's just kind of been pointed towards the same thing. And, and these are the two things, okay? Love God and love people. You've heard that a lot the past two months. Even the past series we did from 1 John, a ton of that was about loving people, right? I mean, I think you heard me say love people about a billion times. I counted on all the, the recordings. I was like, oh, yep, there's another time. There's no, yep, one billion, literally. Um, I said it a bunch. So hopefully you guys got that God wants you to love him, and he wants you to love people. Because that's a huge, huge thing that the Bible commands from us, that God is asking of you and me. So that's clear, that's, we've said that, that's there, it's always going to be there, that's always true. But, um, we also have said that you, you love God because you love, because God loves people. That's why you love people. It's not just to do it because, it's not just so you get brownie points in heaven or anything like that. It's because God loves people, so you should love people. And you've heard me say that a lot. We've said that a lot the past several weeks. So, how can you love people like God if you don't know God, though? That's my question. Because at the end of the past eight weeks, I look back and I'm like, okay, we're definitely supposed to love God. We're definitely supposed to love people. God's called us to those things. But how do we know how to really, like, how do we, how do we love people like God if we don't really know God? So, because of that, the next three weeks are about one of the most important things ever. Like, literally, this is one of the most important things ever in these next three weeks. So, I want all of you, if you're here tonight, be here the next three weeks, invite some friends to it, because this is super, super important, and this is what it is. It's spending time with God. One of the most important things you could ever do is spend time with God. How else are you going to know how to love people? How else are you going to know what he's asking you to do? It can't just be me telling you. It's got to be more than that. So spending time with God, huge, huge, huge. That's what we're going to talk about the next three weeks. What does that look like? How do you do it? What are the pieces of it? How do, I mean, what does that look like? Now, you don't have to raise your hands or you don't have to say anything. But my guess, my bet, would be a lot of you in here have a hard time spending time with God every day. I have a hard time with it sometimes. Because there's all kinds of reasons why, but especially in middle school for some reason, it's just tough. It's tough to do. Sometimes it's tough to do because you didn't even know you were supposed to do it. I didn't know I could spend time with God every day. I thought that was only at church. I thought I could only hear about it from a pastor or something. So some of you didn't even know. Some of you, you know, but you just haven't really gotten around to it. You haven't really had time or whatever. So some of you didn't know. Some of you haven't made time. So we're going to talk about what it looks like, how you can do it next three weeks. And 
the bottom line, though, is the only way that you can know God, the only way you can know how to love people like God is if you spend time with them. It's kind of like a friend, you know. All of you have a BFF, probably, of, of some type. Um, if you have a BFF, you most likely have spent time with them at some point, and you've gotten to know them a little bit, right? For example, I have a BFF, so I married her, and we hang out a lot and we talk. If I don't spend time with her and talk to her, do I really know what's going on with her? I don't. I have to just guess. I have to be like, well, a month ago she was, she was in a good mood. I have no idea if she's in a good mood now because I haven't talked to her in a month. If that was happening, we would have an awful marriage. It would be terrible, and I would have no idea what's going on with her. So it's the same thing with God. If you heard me say something a month ago at Revolution, and that's the last time you remember hearing anything uh, as far as what God's telling you to do, you probably don't really know what he's asking you to do right now because you haven't been talking to him. You haven't let him talk back to you. And so spending time with God is the only way we're going to get to know him, just like with a person. The only way you're going to get to know a person is if you spend time with them. Um, so, when you want to learn something, typically you go to somebody who's the best at it. Like, if you want to be a really good basketball player, you'd probably go to Michael Jordan and be like, hey, how were you the best basketball player to ever live? Show me some stuff. Show me some moves. Some of you might have come to me if you wanted to be the best basketball player ever. That was not a joke. Yes, it was. Um... So, if you want to be a really good tennis player, you're probably going to go talk to Roger Federer. If you want to be a super good uh, golf player, you're probably going to go to Tiger Woods, even though he's not doing awesome right now. Uh, oh, some haters. Phil Mickelson? Phil Mickelson? Better? If you want to be a great football player, you're going to go talk to Matt Ryan, my boy, my quarterback. Um, so... If you want to be really good at something, you go to the person that's the best at it. If you want to be a really good cheerleader, you would go to Jimmy. <laughs> see in here? Where's my boy? I don't see him. I thought that was a good one. I hope he heard it. Um, if you want to be a really good sound guy, you would go talk to Derek back there at the soundboard. If you want to be a really good guitar player, you would go talk to Matt or to Jeff. If you, you want to go talk to these people because they're good at what they do. So if we're talking about tonight, how to spend time with God, and we want to get good at that, we want to look at the person who's the best at it, right? And of course that person is not me. Um, that person would most likely be, does anyone want to take a guess? Huh? Who? I heard a couple of people said it. It is Jesus. So... And here's, here's a little key, here's a little sub thing. He's got a little bit of an unfair advantage because uh, he is God. So he knows God because he is God, but yet he's, he was in human form. It's a little confusing. I'm not going to go into it really deeply, but I'll try to explain it really quickly. Jesus was man and he was God. When he came to earth, he was separate from the Father. He was not with him in heaven anymore because he was down here on earth. He is God, though in person, perfect, never did anything wrong. But because he was here on earth now, he was in a, a body which he had never been in before, he needed to spend a lot of time with God. And so when we're looking at this, the next three weeks of how to spend time with God, we're going to look at Jesus' life. We're not going to look at anybody else because Jesus 
is, he, he didn't mess up at all, so I'm thinking, okay, he never messed up, he never sinned, he lived a perfect life. He's probably the best one to look at, right? So that's who we're going to look at for the next three weeks. What did Jesus do? How did he spend time with God? What did it look like? And so tonight, that's where we're going to start. We're going to start looking at Jesus and looking at his life. And um, before we get into the whole, how do you spend time with God, how do you do that, we've got to talk about some reasons why we don't already. And... The number one reason that gets listed every time when you ask people, hey, why don't you make time for God? It's that they say they are too busy every single time. Why don't you spend time with God? Well, I got football practice, and then I got homework, and then I I got to do my chores, and then I got to play some games on my Xbox a little bit before I go to bed, and then I got to brush my teeth, and then I got to go to sleep. Then I gotta wake up and get, eat breakfast and go to school. Man, when am I gonna do that? I ain't got no time. And so the, the answer is almost always busy. And then it only gets worse for middle school, just so you know. Um, the older you get, the more you have to do. So it only is gonna get harder because eventually you'll have like a full time job and then you gotta do that and you gotta do college and you gotta do, uh, eventually you have kids and then it's just craziness. And so the number one answer is always busyness. It's not just for middle schoolers, it's for everybody. Everybody's always busy. There's always stuff going on, right? And so that's, I mean, that's a pretty valid reason, right? I mean, we are busy. We got a lot going on. I mean, you could look at one one of any of our days and be like, wow, they they do a lot. There's there's probably some of you in here who probably don't do a lot. You just kind of veg a lot. But that's okay. I mean, that's, I mean, that's something to do, right? I mean, you can't have your TV time interrupted. But busyness is just one of those things that gets in the way, and it's it's always been around. It was even around during Jesus' time. People were busy all the time then, too. They were making tents. Uh, Jesus was a carpenter, so he was probably, like, making stuff out of wood all the time, uh, trying to pay the bills. I mean, he was a dude with a job. He did things. Um, So, I mean, there's busyness always. It's always been around. People have always been busy. So how did Jesus deal with it? I mean, surely, surely Jesus was busy, right? I mean, what did he do? Well, let's look at Luke chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. It says, Yet the news about him spread all the more. Now remember, Jesus was God in the person. And so he was doing a lot of really cool stuff. He was healing people. He was uh, causing blind people to see. He was causing crippled people to walk. He was making, water out, uh, making wine out of water. He was doing amazing stuff and so people were hearing about this and says so the crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sickness because they've been hearing about all that stuff like Jesus you've been doing all this really cool stuff come do it to me I got this mole right here could you heal that could you get that off could you just zeek zap it I got some pimples here could you clear that up proactive's not around yet (laughs) can you just zap me um so people were trying to come to Jesus to get, get healed and, and hear what he had to say because he was doing all these miracles. And so there's a ton of people coming to him. But what does Jesus do? He's got a ton of people coming to be healed from stuff. So that's pretty major stuff, right? But it says Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and he prayed. So he's got thousands of people coming to him. Some people with really serious stuff, like not just acne, like I'm missing a leg or I haven't been able to use my arms my whole life, like, heal me. Some serious stuff. And it says, but he had to get away, withdraw, 
and go and pray. So even though life was crazy busy, he had done all these miracles, all this stuff was going on in his life, he would hit the pause button, time out, back away, get away from all the people, and he would go and talk to God. And this is Jesus, the guy who's perfect, the guy who's never messed up. And he's saying, you know what? Even though I'm God, and there's a lot of people coming at me right now, and it's really easy to get really busy, I need to stop for a second. I need to go talk to God. I need to make some time. And so we see pretty clearly right there, Jesus made time for God. The end. He just did it. It didn't matter what was going on. It didn't matter how busy it was, how many people he had coming to him. He made time for God. He had to. He knew he had to. Because his relationship with God was the most important thing ever. We just sang about how God loves us, which is so true. And one of the biggest ways we experience that is by spending time with him. And so Jesus would do that. He would go off, he would pray, he would talk to God, he would say, God, man, this is really lousy being in a body, man. It stinks. I have B.O. now. I never had that in heaven. I have to go to the bathroom. I have to eat stuff. Angels aren't singing about how awesome I am anymore, at least not right here. They're still singing about it up there, but I, I'm right here, and I, these people stink. And they're all messing up a lot. It's kind of lame. Now, I'm totally making all that up. I have no idea if he said any of that. But you know he had to talk to God about a lot of that stuff. Like, he's been in heaven. There's not even a time he's been in there, but he's never been here on this earth like a person, and now he is. So you know he had a lot to talk to God about. And so he would do that all the time. So what does that mean for us? Well, it means that we have got to make time for God. You have got to make time for God. I mean, if we're trying to live like Jesus, we're trying to, to do what he did, live the life he lived, that means when we get busy and we get crazy, lots of stuff's going on, we have to remember, ooh, I need to make some time for God right here. I need to step away. I need to talk to him about a few things and that's not always going to be easy because like Jesus I mean he had people that were coming up to him and they had really serious needs and they were asking him for stuff and there's going to be times in your life where you got something really important like you know basketball tryouts or or a, a practice or a test coming up and it's like you know what I really need to do this 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 and this when that stuff's good, and there's nothing wrong with any of that, but you still need to carve out some time. You need to make some space for God somewhere in there. So Jesus made time for God. We need to make time for God, too. Now, here, uh, th that's not the end of it. It's like, okay, once you've made time, that's awesome, because you need to make time. So if you, if you are here tonight, and you're like, okay, I'm not making time for God, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make time for God. Starting tonight, I'm going to start carving out some time for him every day. That's awesome, but it doesn't stop right there. Because if you just say, okay, I'm going to make time, you need more to it. There's more to just making the time. You have to do something else on top of that. Um, and you have, to, you have to try to figure out how can you have good, like, quality time. Because if you just say, okay, I'm going to give God 15 minutes, 20 minutes during this particular time. Maybe it's right when I get home from school. 
is right when you get home from school, right when your brother or sister gets home, is that right when your mom and dad are asking you to do all these chores, is that right when things are nuts at the house? Because if it is, it's probably going to be hard for you to have time with God right then. So there's some other things to consider. So let's look at another verse. Mark chapter 1 verse uh, 35, okay? This is Jesus again. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up. He left the house and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. So this is like stinking early in the morning. Like most of the, it's the time that most of us don't see. It's usually when we're looking at the back of our eyelids. I mean, he got up, sun wasn't up yet. He would get up that early to go and spend time with God. And then it wasn't just he would get up and then spend time with God right there in the bed. He went up and went somewhere where there was nobody around and he would spend time with God, just him and God. So there's some things we can get from that. Jesus went and spent time with God early and he spent time alone. So he didn't have a million things going on around him. He didn't have ESPN on in the background. He didn't have, you know, a brother or sister over here going nuts in the corner. He didn't have, he didn't have uh, all his friends around him. I mean, it was just him and God. He went alone and he went early. So those are a couple things we could get from that. I mean, maybe we need to do some stuff early because that's the only time we could get a little peace and quiet. Maybe you do get up before everybody else, which would be like crazy if some of you did that because I know mostly in middle school you're still getting either woken up by your mom or your dad or an older brother or sister. Is that pretty much right? Show of hands. How many people get woken up by a brother or sister or mom or dad? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, you can put them down. How many people actually use an alarm clock now? Nice. Okay, sweet. Hands down. How many people don't wake up at all and then you get a tardy uh, at school? Okay, that's what I thought. Um, so maybe some of you start programming the alarm clock a little bit. Or maybe you ask mom and dad to wake you up a little earlier. I don't know. And that's when you go do your time with God. You do it a little bit earlier before everything starts. Maybe that won't work for some of you. Maybe some of you are so grumpy and ornery in the morning that that would be terrible for you to even try to do that. So maybe that wouldn't work for everybody, but it worked for Jesus. That was a good time for him. His disciples weren't around bugging him yet. So he got up early and he got alone and he spent some time with God. Um, so here's the deal. You need to find a place that's quiet and that's not distracting. I'll tell you a place that I really enjoyed when I... This is going to sound weird the way I just set it up, but a place that really worked good for me. It, yes, the bathroom. It worked really good for me in high school and middle school. And here's why. If you shut the door to the bathroom, people usually think you're handling your business. <laughs> Filling out your paperwork, you know what I'm saying? So if you got your door shut in your bathroom, people usually leave you alone. It's usually pretty quiet, and you can think for a little bit. So you can go in the bathroom and you don't really do anything like, you know, go to the bathroom. Um, but you're in the bathroom, you shut the door, and that's when you spend some time with God. I know that sounds really weird. But I'm telling you, it can work. Especially if you're in a house full of people. Like if you've got a lot of brothers and sisters or something like that, or some kind of crazy family situation. Um, sometimes going in the bathroom, shutting the door, locking it, and spending some time with God is the best and easiest way to get some quiet, alone, undistracted space. But maybe that wouldn't work for you. Maybe that's just weird and that weirds you out to think I'm going to sit in the bathroom and maybe your bathroom smells weird or something. So maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you want to head out to the backyard. 
where there's not a lot of people, the TV's not on, the radio's not on, you don't have the MP3 player going, you're kind of off by yourself, no distractions. But some of you, that might not work. Some of you might see a bird and just be a bird, squirrel, and you'll be distracted outside. So maybe you need to find a room that nobody goes to in the house. Maybe you have a bonus room. Maybe you have an attic. <laughs> be careful about the attic thing. You could fall through. Um, but maybe you need to find somewhere that's different, not just in your bed. I can't tell you how many times I would say, okay, I'm going to spend time with God tonight. I would get in my bed, get all cozy, and get my Bible out. Five minutes later, I got drool all up in my Bible. I have totally fallen asleep while I was either reading or I was praying, and I'm just like, all down my shirt, it's nasty. I'm a drooler, okay? I'm just being honest with you, transparent. This is a safe place, right? Okay, amen, <laughs> another drooler. Um, so you need a, a place that's quiet, it's not distracting, it's gonna look different for all of us, but the key is don't let yourself get distracted because you guys know, especially in middle school, it's so easy to do. Anything going on can throw you off. So find somewhere quiet and it's not distracting. It's what Jesus did. It's definitely going to work for us if it worked for him. In order to spend time with God, you have to set aside a time and a place daily, and you have to guard it. This is the big, big last thing here, okay? You've got to find that place, wherever it is. Maybe it's a bathroom, maybe it's a backyard, maybe it's an attic, maybe it's a bonus room. I have no idea. You find that place. You find that time, like, okay, before school, after school, um, maybe right before I go to bed. One of these times, you've got to just say, okay, this is the time I'm doing it. This is the place I'm doing it. It's going to happen every day. And this is what I mean by that. It's almost like when you have football or basketball or softball or cheerleading practice or something like that. You know every, every day it's supposed to happen and you know how long it's going to last, right? Same thing with your time with God. You know, okay, today it's going to be at 5 o'clock and it's going to go from 5 to 5.30 every day. This room, this place, this time, every day, me and God. That's what's going to happen. Because here's what's happened. This, this is what happens when you, when you don't say that. It gets pushed aside and it doesn't happen. If you wake up that morning and you say, hey, I'm going to spend time with God today. I think, yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. And then the day gets going. Stuff happens at school. You talk to some friends about hanging out after school. You wind up hanging out. You, you played some basketball or you played some football or something out in the yard. You got sweaty, then you had to take a shower, then you had to eat dinner. Oh, now I have all that homework. Oh, I got to do the homework. Now it's time to go to bed. Oh, man, I was going to spend time with God. Okay, I'll do it right now. You pull a me and you drill all over your Bible. And so stuff happens and you wind up pushing it aside. But if you set aside, you say, no, 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 today, at 5 o'clock or whatever time, it's 7 o'clock this morning, it. 8 o'clock tonight, I'm doing my time with God. I'm spending time with Him. And here's the parts of that. And we're going to go into more detail about what these parts are. And they're not in your notes, but as far as spending time with God, guys, it's, it's reading your Bible, it's praying, and that's really it. It's, it's you letting Him talk to you through the Bible. It's you talking back to Him through praying. I mean, it's really pretty, pretty easy. It's pretty basic, like a relationship. But tonight, the main thing I want you to do is set aside in your heart, in your mind, listen, I want to love people and I want to love God. And the only way I'm going to do that really well is if I spend time with Him and get to know Him. 
So I need to set a time, a, t- a time, a place, and just know I'm doing it every day. And make it happen. Guard it. Don't let anything get in the way of it. No matter what busyness starts happening, just like Jesus had a ton of people coming to him, you're going to have a ton of stuff getting thrown at you. At some point, you've got to say, okay, well, that's cool. I'm going to do some of that. But right now, I have to spend time with God. Because it's the most important thing you could do all day. I'm going to say that one more time. Spending time with God is the most important thing you could do all day. It's the only way you're going to hear what God's got to tell you that day. It's the only way you're going to be able to talk to Him that day is if you're spending time with Him. And you can pray to Him all throughout the day. So I'm not saying you only have this one shot to pray. But you've got to set some special time aside and say, you know what, this is just me and God time. I've given my best friend time, I've given my parents time, I've given my brothers time. I've got to give God some time. It's huge, it's huge, it's huge. So that's my challenge for you tonight. That's my, that's my prayer for you. That's what Jesus did. That's what we've got to do in our own life. If we want to really love people and love God, we've got to spend time with them. And we've got to start by setting aside some time and setting aside a place. And so to do that, I wanted to, I want to give you guys a challenge. I mean, this is like a legit, for real, I have something to give you kind of challenge. Um, it's called the 21-day challenge, okay? And here's what it is. 21 days is how many, how many days that the guys, the, the people, I don't know who they are, the, the people who study things like this, who study habits, they, they said if you do something 21 days in a row, so if I pick my nose 21 days in a row, it becomes a habit. I will start picking my nose every day after that. So, instead of picking our nose, what if we started spending time with God, and we did it 21 days in a row? After 21 days, odds are you're going to have a lot easier time continuing to spend time with God. It's going to start to turn into a habit, which is the best habit you could possibly have. And so here's my challenge to you. Starting tonight, start to spend time with God every single day. Like, tonight might be the one time that's different because you might be better in the morning or in the afternoon but maybe tonight you just sit down when you get home and you're like okay God I'm gonna I'm gonna start giving you some time every day for the next 21 days I want to give you start out with 15 minutes I'm gonna give you 15 minutes every day maybe you can give him more more is better but if you've never done any of that start off with 15 minutes say okay 15 minutes for 21 days I'm gonna give you that and then see how it goes as you progress and here's the deal I, if you want to take this challenge I want you to take it serious I'm not saying just say you're gonna do it and then you you know two days in you're done this is for real like if you really want to do this because this is huge if you start to get to do this then we want to give you a little card and it says love you madly 21 day challenge and it gives you a plan for 21 days it tells you the day it tells you what chapter of the Bible to read and it gives you something to pray for now, the one thing to pray for is not the only thing you, you need to pray for. Just talk to God about whatever's on your heart. But also pray for that one thing that we've listed. And so, if you want to do that tonight, all the small groups are going to have them. You can ask your leader for one. They're going to ask you and keep you accountable to it. Um, so, for the next 21 days, which is three weeks, just three weeks of doing it, I'm challenging you guys to, to read your Bible, to pray, spend some time with God. And if you do that, you would have read through the entire book of John. There's 21 chapters in John. 
You're going to read a chapter a day. If you want to read more than that, then I've put a proverb there for every day too. So if you want to do a, a John and a proverb, you can do that. If you want to just do John, that's cool too. And then pray for whatever's listed. So I want to challenge every one of you to do it, but I, I don't want you to do it unless you're really serious about it, like you really want to do it. But I think it would be awesome if you guys started doing it. And it'll give you a place to start. So when you're done with the 21 days, then, you know, I'll give you some more ideas on where you could go from there. But that's just to get you in the habit of setting aside the time, opening up your Bible, praying, just talking to God. And so the 21-day challenge, I'm going to be talking about that a lot for the next three weeks. Your leaders are going to talk about it in your small groups. Try to get into the habit of spending time with the guy, the God, who loves you like crazy. Because it's so true, he does. And he wants you to love him, and he wants you to love the people around him, around you that he's put you in. So, let me do this. I'm going to pray for you guys, and then i got just one thing to, to share with you, and then I'm going to send you out to your groups and stuff, and we're going to talk more about spending time with God. Um, and what's, you know, challenges for you and stuff like that. And here's the deal, too, with groups, guys. Again, I just want to challenge you to participate in the conversation. Don't let it just be your leader just, you know, sharing stuff all the time. They're there to help you share stuff. So if you're struggling with spending time with God, say it. Tell them why. I, guess you, I, I bet you somebody else in that same circle is struggling with the same thing. So I just want to challenge you guys to share. But let me, let me pray for you guys, and then I'm, I'm going to give you one more thing, and then we'll get out of here. God, thank you so much for how much you love us. Thank you that you actually enable us to spend time with you. We can actually spend time with the God who made us, the God who loves us. And God, I pray for each one of these students that they would take on this challenge, this, this 21 days of spending time with you. And they would try to do it every day. They would get a time, a place that's sacred, that's, that's quiet, that's not distracting. And they would just make that time about you and them. So God, help them to do that. Help them to have the discipline to do that. Help them to, uh, to be able to find the time to, to, to really make it happen every day, God. And through that, they get to know you better. They get to know you more. And they would eventually have this habit of just spending time with you every day. Help all of us to be in that place where we're spending time with you every day, God. We love you. Just thank you for loving us. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.